The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but why so glum, chum? Well, huh, huh? the review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. <gasps> Why so deceived, Eve? Oh, 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 this is going good. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance and humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Why so unsure? (laughs) Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. I proved that by doing that question, why so unsure, mer? And I didn't just say mer. I kind of drew out the mer, so it was like, why why so unsure, mer? And it should have just been Murr for Murray. That was my fault. <laughs> That's because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's just the proof right there. It's got nothing to do with anything else other than your host going, uh, whoops. Uh, we also have no idea what's going to happen, by the way, as you are well aware of that. And we don't really care. For the next few minutes, though, I do want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that thingy. So here's a great question fitting with the three questions I just asked you. Why do we always ask God why? Why do we always ask God why? Why do we do that instead of just saying, yes, Lord? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to have that opportunity to engage with other brothers and sisters, to encourage each other, strengthen each other as we see the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And uh, I don't even know if you have to even watch the news to know it's getting closer and closer. You can tell. You can almost feel like, oh, it's getting closer and closer. Here's the opportunity for you. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. Just a fantastic opportunity for you. Because you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! 
Man, I'm talking to Dynamite D, that's like your heart blowing up with good feelings. See, that's Dynamite. Thank you, God. Uh, also, you can reach us by text. Believe it or not, you're allowed to do that. We think it's fun. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Keep in mind that I cannot respond to every text right away as we are doing a live show. So it takes a little bit and then you got, you know, 25, 30, 35 people texting in and you're like, ding, 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 ding. so it takes a little bit. But you can text in 214-210-8483, especially on trivia questions. Uh, additionally, you can email us, david at he must org. That's david at he must org. Not Billy, not Lori. That's my brother and my sister. Nope, it's david at he must org. Also, we'll send you up to the website and just remind you about a couple things. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Ginny. I don't know if she's going to hear this or not. I kind of hope she does. But she sent an email in, a kind of a letter, a contact letter, saying thanks for the website. She had to miss a couple shows. She was able to navigate to to hear some of the older episodes through the podcasts. Really easy. She was really appreciative. So I just want to give her a shout-out for that and say thank you. It's very nice of you to send that uh, letter. Just a short letter saying thanks and tell your son you did a good job. It's like very nice. I right? thought you were about to say she gave a million-dollar donation. She gave a million-dollar donation. Then she had to take back a million and one dollar, so we gave her a dollar. Uh, but she did a wonderful job, and I just want to let her know I appreciate that. Uh, additionally, on the website is a place to give. And if you don't want to give on a website, some people are like, well, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm like, okay. On that same page of giving, it tells you how to give outside of the website, like how to do it around there. If you want to give a check or whatever the case may be, and you can send it to the station. All in your hands. You figure it out. Let us know if we can help and do not feel guilty. If you are unable to give, we would just ask you to commit to praying. We feel that there's more power in prayer than anything else, and so we just ask you to connect with the Lord and pray for us. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Where, was that? Was there a sound there? That was like, what was Slightly. that? Okay, that was somebody sledding down a hill, but nobody was there when the sledding was taking place, so there was really no sound. While throwing rocks at their neighbors. There you Well, that's not very Christian, though, I just want to say. <laughs> what kind of rocks? Just anything? Big he, rocks? He, he would out see and cast the first stone. Oh, got it. Good one right there. Nice, nice redirect. I'm going to give you that one. Uh, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. We just want to ask God to continue healing and ministering to people. We got such a wonderful call yesterday. Uh, and I just, I just want people to really connect. You've got, you know, Roslyn who called in from the hospital. Okay. That's the first hospital call I think we've ever gotten, or maybe the second. And uh, we haven't had too many international calls. I'm waiting for that. And then, you know, at some point I'm waiting for somebody to call in from heaven going, that's enough, Dave. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, you, you, haven't, you haven't heard the interview. With, have you heard the interview with Peter? I don't know if you've heard that. Oh, that's, you gotta, you'll understand. Uh, anyway, uh, let's just go to prayer for continued blessing and favor. Remember, we're operating in Eva. Every victory acknowledged. How many victories? Every victory. How many? Every. Do they have to be big? No. Is it, are we going to make this legalistic? No. 
We're just going to do our best to increase the amount of thank yous that we give. I think that's just a good idea. I don't. There's nothing weird about it. So let's pray for the audience. We come before you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we just bless you and praise you. We worship you. We honor you. Hallowed be thy name. You're just great to us. There's times where we think we don't we just, just don't understand, or this is going on, or how are we going to provide for this, or how is this going to come through? But Lord, you just touch us. You just you you just touch us. You just touch us in such powerful, powerful ways. And we are asking you to touch the audience. There's people out there that have a deep need of healing right now. They're in that process, even getting better. Some people. And we're asking you to keep that process going, speed up the process, speak life into their bodies. You created life. You're the author of life. Speak life into them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So somebody want to know, do you have to say in Jesus' name at the end of the prayer? You don't have to. And you don't, you know, if you come say, I come in the name of, of the Lord, that's fine. I mean, it's not, there's not a, a sequence there, but I do it. Okay, for me to remind me at the end of the prayer whose name I'm coming in. It just helps me, you know. Like, so I might do it two, three, four times throughout a prayer. Just such you know, see, there's nothing legalistic. It should never be a legalist. Just how it is. Just how we engage. Like sometimes Noel calls me and I say I love you right away, and then I say it in the middle, and then I say it at the end. But I always say it at the end. See, see, ah. All right, folks, you better get ready. Oh, Deb did point out. Um, Oh, two things. So, so I guess I got corrected twice. One, Deb pointed out that she did send an international text. It wasn't a call, but it was an international text. Uh-oh. Number two, Eric points out that Deborah did call from the hospital. He is correct. I forgot about that. So she would be like the second call. See, this is what happens when you get older. And then uh, Al wants to know, just personally, does your wife say it back? And uh, Al, when she doesn't, I pretend... <laughs> <laughs> be nice no she always says it back she always texts me those hearts or you know those floating heart thingies or i think it's cool all right yeah all right so uh we got that going on. we got that going on uh be in prayer we just received so i'm letting deb know this via communication we just received a contract renewal for the next 12 months uh nothing's changed nothing's different everything's good no upping price of course, no down in price, but I'm just saying, so just pray for us as we make sure that we make the next few steps to affirm us for the next year, okay? Because that's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. All right, we are going to go a little long because we are introducing a new teaching. We are introducing 2 Corinthians today. Da, 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 da. Okay, so all the people, there you go, nice, nice, nice. Uh, for all the people out there going, you mean two Corinthians? <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, there are some people that actually have said that. Mostly uh, people in the 17th, 18th, 19th uh, centuries used to say stuff like that. But that's not the point. The point is this. The reason we're going into this book is like fourfold. One, and I just find this amazing. This book has the least amount of commentaries out of any New Testament book ever. Wow. That just makes you think, Wow. Number two, this book was written, by the way, 
in about 56 uh, AD, probably towards the end, after Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 55 AD, about a year apart, maybe more like 14, 15 months. And actually, and you're not going to like this, there's probably about four letters, but there's only two letters that the Lord allowed us to capture on the Corinthians. So apparently there was a lot of problems there. <laughs> that you get to really understand uh, in the whole process. And this particular letter, I want you to be aware of a couple of things, and we will do a little bit of teach, and then the next part of the teach is much better. So I will say welcome to 2 Corinthians. We're going to examine this letter simply because it is the least taught and the least known letter of the New Testament. So how can I say that? And it's pretty simple. If you have less commentaries on one particular book, less Greek uh, structurals, structural reviews, it's like, I mean, how is that even possible? You think it's kind of weird, but one book has to be at the end, right? So we're, we're, the background's not overly complex. There's possibly, like I said, as many as four letters. This letter is a bit different. It's about a mixture of the Holy Spirit being involved in ministry and also people who attack Christians personally and how you handle local conflicts. So it's like, wow, this book should be <laughs> maybe this book should be number one instead of number 27. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's uh, ironic because we were struggling, or I was struggling between this book and First Timothy, but then we have already got First Timothy coming into play. So, you know, I went in this uh, direction. Just because I, I believe it's what the Lord wants. Here, I just want to open up with the very first thing. It's important to understand this. This is the opening line in 2 Corinthians. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. So let's just start off that Paul is saying, hey, I'm an apostle, and I'm an apostle, not because I tell you I'm an apostle. I'm an apostle, not because I said, gee, I want to get knocked off my donkey and be blinded and have somebody yell at me or whatever that went. What he's saying is I am an apostle because God willed it to be so. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. The Lord wanted me in this spot. I'm doing it. Here's what I do. Sometimes people will even ask me, well, how did you get into the radio? And I'm telling you, if you hear the whole story, you'll sit there and think that's almost, it's like impossible to start a radio ministry when you're 50. <laughs> yeah. Dave, that little part is just so powerful that you just said, not the radio part, but what Paul said. Even oh, that, that he, little part. Yeah, it's just like the littlest thing. And it's like, and people think that, because I've met a person or two or 10 who go, uh, uh, hi, I'm an apostle. And it's like, <laughs> okay, if you're an apostle ordained of God, you never have to say anything to anyone. It's not like that in this in, in, in that overall. You don't have to walk around walking with a little hat that says apostle. Okay. I'm just saying that's not it's not quite the same thing. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure everybody understands that. So listen to that. By the will of God. You think your life is though it's all accidental or this or that or other? <laughs> that's so cute. Anyway, that's wrong. Uh, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And Timothy, our brother, which is amazing because Timothy is with him. And that was the other letter we were going to talk about. I just find stuff like that funny. That's not something super Holy Spirity, but it's something super cooly. And so we'll just leave it there. We're going to take our break, come back. There's a lot to get into in this epistle. And no, an epistle is not the wife of an apostle. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. And what the 
the whole teaching has to do with is the dissatisfaction that people have who are worldly when the divine is involved. I want you to hear that line. That's the big line. That's the big connector between all of this. The worldly are never satisfied if divinity is involved. So the example Jesus says is, you know, we played the flute for you, right? And the, the flute, you know, woo, the flute, yay, happy sounds, right? And the people are like, no. And it's like, okay, well, we sang a dirge for you, right? What you sing at a funeral, right? And the people are like, no. And then John the Baptist, he says, comes, and John the Baptist is as straight as you can get. We, we would call him, you know, a, you know, a, a, a massive teetotaler might be fair enough to say. And he says, he does, he's not eating bread, he's not drinking any wine, and you people, the way you respond, you go, hey, he's got a demon. <laughs> and then Jesus, he says, I come, son of man comes, I'm eating and drinking. And then what do the people do? They extreme it out and they say, he's a glutton because he's eating, not eating more than he should, he's just eating. And he's a drunkard because he had wine. You see, this is the thing. The thing is that the world and the worldly are never satisfied. That's why I said that connection to the song. And don't get mad at me that I used a Rolling Stone song. It's not my fault. They wrote a song called I Can't Get No Satisfaction. This is the Lord trying to reach people at different levels. And people keep going, no, 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 no. And it's nonstop. And there's just no satisfying them. And even I, 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 the one thing that I would say, and I've said this before in the beginning of this uh, of this broadcast, and I don't really care about your political affiliations, but when 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 people get going in a certain direction, you can't move them one way or another. And when the media was all over Donald Trump, it's fair to say that had he helped cure cancer with research, they would have accused Donald Trump of putting people out of business who were in the cancer business. It's just like that's exactly what they would have done. Everybody knows that. And it's because that's how the mentality is. If if somebody comes along and does something that's good and it's not appreciative uh, to the world or they don't like it, they will rip it to shreds. You can't play the flute. You can't sing a dirge. You can't be Johnny the Baptist, and you can't be Jesus Christ because none of those things satisfy. We want exactly what we want, which, by the way, they don't even know what they want. That's the irony. It's God that's giving the the opportunity for people to get the answers, and people are so inwardly confused because of Satan, they wouldn't know a good thing if it split them in the eyeballs. That's the problem. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready now for our first trivia question. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get ready. Get ready. Who said this? <laughs> See, it's, 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 there you go. I mean, it's not overly complex. Who said this, right? Who said this? If you guys, we haven't gotten to this point yet, but I'm hoping you get it. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth 
thee. Who said that? Such a good one. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. And for everybody who's wondering, all of our questions today will be in King James because I have this little book that's a King James trivia question, and these are all really good questions. And so they'll all have the... Okay, so don't nobody get upset. If you want to answer, you can do it. We do have somebody on the phone, but I'm still going to give you a chance to send a text and or an email. Uh, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can email david at hemusincrease.org. In the meantime, we have a person. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is Apostle. <laughs> Did you love that? Did you love that? You're so funny. Hi, this is the Apostle Samson. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm Prophet, too. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. So, see, it's no, your uh, APP. Oh, okay. All right. Who said, uh, I have heard of I'm thee? I'm ambassador of Christ. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine, I have seen All right. thee. I think I'm going to lose you, but the answer is, is Simeon. No, the answer is oh, Old Testament, Old Testament, Old Testament. Simeon. It's not Simeon. That's close. That's when he saw Jesus, but that's not the one we're talking about. I know what you're talking about, but that's not what we're talking about. This is when, after he went through this whole amount of complaining, the Lord manifested himself to him, and he went, uh-oh. What person went through all that stuff, complained, and then God showed himself? Oh, there he goes. Now, in his defense, Dave, did we? Did you give a hint on this one? No, I didn't get a chance. No. Okay. All right. I did not give a hint on this one, so I'm going to give him a chance to call back. Everybody picked up on it after that. See, because what people are thinking is it's Simeon who saw Jesus, right? Now I've seen you, and now I can depart. But but that but that was not the question. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye hath seen thee, or seeth thee. Who said that in the Old Testament of which we are studying that particular book on Mondays? Okay, there you go. See, so oh, that's a tough hit, though, Dave. Oh, come on, you know. I gotta make it challenging sometimes. Somebody called in and said, "Right, the questions need to be tougher." And so I said, "Well, just answer the question in Greek." <laughs> uh, okay, that was a joke. All right, we're back on. All right, bring him back. <laughs> knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? I'll be back. I'm back. <laughs> All right, brother. Okay. So, all right, so uh, go Old right Testament. Now, I'm a little puzzled. So it could be Isaiah or he, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't want to because old, I'm apostle, so I don't. You, so you don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> from the Old Testament. All right. <laughs> who, who complained a little bit, and then after he did, God showed up and said, I'm right here. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? Oh, Job? That is correct, sir! <laughs> See, it was Job because he said, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees thee. You know, it's like, oh, because God manifested himself. And then Job was like, I think I'll be quiet oh, now. Okay. That's Good. that one. That's a tough one, though. 
but you had the courage to take it on. So nice job. It was a great, great, great backup call on that. <laughs> and there he goes again. <laughs> I think Samson needs a new phone. That burner phone is not helping him. Uh, we'll do our DNA later. I do want to do this rest of text. We just started Second Corinthians. I got through one sentence. Okay, here's the rest of this. Ready? Second uh, Corinthians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all the saints throughout Achai. Achai. It's A-K-A-I. Okay, Achai. It doesn't matter. That place. Here's the key. Who is it sent to? The church of God. Where? Corinth. Not just the church in the city or in the province, but in the entire area. He knew this letter was going past people. He knew this letter was going to get circulated. He knew what was going on. And what did he say? Together with all the saints. I don't want you to get mad at me. I love you. Saints saints are not dead people because dead people are not reading letters. I just don't know how to say that any clearer. You don't write a letter to a dead person. Okay, so there's no, it's not a logical, it's like, come on, right? And so you see, it's it's straightforward to the church of God at Corinth and throughout Achaia. As Paul writes this, he already knows this material is going past the local hub. It's to the church, to the saints at large. And the idea behind this is that he's writing and telling them, hey, this letter's for everybody. And that's one of the things that I think what happens is the entire collection of the 66 books is for everybody. Does the same application happen in the exact same way when you're reading Leviticus uh, now as it did then for the children of Israel? No, but it's included so you can know about it and process it and be a part of it. And Romans 15, 4 says the things were written aforetime were for our learning so that we can understand the grace and mercy of God. It's like, ooh, that's good to know, right? Yes. And then you get into these other portions and you read it and you're like, like, okay, got to make this application. This is good. this is going to apply to me. Whatever is going to happen is going to apply to me. If you are in a fellowship of some sort in any capacity and there's ever been a single conflict, you should be the biggest fan of 2 Corinthians, uh, the entire book, because it tells you what to do, tells you how to handle it, tells you how to go into it and how to not go into it. It kind of gives you parameters not to be legalistic and parameters to say, yeah, but you can't go past this line. I was like, well, guys, I, I need that every single day. I Apparently, I need that. And so he says that, and he opens up with what? Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What is God saying to you first? Grace. Peace. That's the first thing he said. First thing Jesus said, peace. Here I am. After the resurrection, peace, peace. Everybody who is not operating with some comfort or peace is just missing that Jesus is the prince of peace. And that's what most people are looking for in life. Okay? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. Got so much to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. 
There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. The David Spoon Experience. Uh, they were sisters. That is correct, sir. You are right. And it's like, it's like, I'm not saying, I don't want to you know, say it, but like, yuck. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's like, I'm sorry. That's all I can come up with. Like, yowza. <laughs> well, he was, he was tricked into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that. But I I mean, if you're the two sisters, you just got to be thinking, now, wait a second. Here. <laughs> can I can I tell a real quick joke? It, Abs- I won't absolutely. take up much time, hopefully. But I'll try to make it, uh, try to make it uh, biblical, but not scriptural. I'm with you. That's about 99% of everything we do on jokes. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you understand. Well, to set this up, okay. to set this up, uh, when I ask the question, you'll have to answer it to the first thing that pops into your head. Otherwise, it, it'll, it's, it's kind of like those knock-knock jokes. You have to say knock-knock, you know, or who's there. Um, but, so anyway, Paul was out in the Mediterranean Sea. He was on sailing across it, and right before the storm hit, he was writing some letters, and he was, he was sitting there writing, and one of the sailors came up and looked at him and said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm writing some letters here. And he Paul you know, put down his, his uh, quill and um, parchment and looked up at uh, the sailor and says, decided this is the time to talk to him. He says, now here's the question, David, and this is where you have to answer. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Uh, arr, 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 and, the, and, the, and I, the sailor said, nah, that would be the sea, matey, the sea. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> so it's not the R. No, it's the sea. It's the sea, matey. <laughs> hey, hey, I love your show. Thanks. Thanks uh, for keeping keeping it going. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being such a, a great brother and a great support. We appreciate you. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.